It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The shine of the Fenway Bowl is still going for the Boston College Eagles. On today's show, we're going to look at the class of 24, of the team of 24, and look at the roster. Is it more talented right now than what Boston College had in 2023? I'll tell you why it is on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everyone. Locked on Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get more info. So Boston College, nine transfers right now that they have locked up in the transfer portal. Most of them are on campus. I saw yesterday that Cam Martinez still seems to be in Michigan. I know classes has just started, but is this group more talented that makes Boston College's roster more talented than it was in 2023? On today's show, we're going to look at the offense, the defense, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about basketball and two names I think deserve to have their jerseys retired soon, and I'll tell you why. So let's look at the offense first. Boston College has landed a number of players on in the transfer portal uh, that – I think will help BC, Uh, you know, the two running backs, they added Jordan McDonald out of UCF, a big burly running back, Uh, Tayshaun, um, Tayshaun Ward out of Kansas state and Florida state and Kamari Morales at tight end from UNC and a pair of wide receivers in uh, Jerron Bradley out of Texas tech and Jaden McGowan out of um, Vanderbilt. Excuse me. So now if you look at this offense, go position by position, is it better on paper than it was last year? Quarterback, it's hard to say, it's hard to decide what you would say at the end of 20. We're going to take this at the, at, you know, at the most talented point of this, of the year, like, you know, with, with players that were active and players that were not hurt and all that stuff. Right. So quarterback, you had two starters. You had Thomas uh, Castellanos and Emmett Moorhead. You lost Moorhead to the transfer portal. Now you got to hope Jacoby Robinson can step up. We haven't seen anything out of him because he was a true freshman last year. So it, are they more talented there? I would say yes, but I worry after that, right? Like they don't have a lot of proven depth there. But Castellanos, if he could take a step forward, he's going to be someone you're going to want to watch for because, you know, obviously he's got some real high-end talent there. So that that one that's the one of the one positions I feel like they haven't really changed. Running back, are they more talented? Yes. Absolutely more talented. You lost Patrick Garwo, who was a serviceable player. Was he anything special? Not really. Nothing Nothing wrong with what he did. He did a lot of, you know, good things for the team, but he's moved on. He's going to Nevada next year. And you lost, you know, your pair of running backs that were like 5'7", with Xavier Coleman and Cam Barfield heading out, and Andre Hines, who was not really even a player, also heading out. You replaced them with Turbo Richard, who is a true freshman. Don't know what you're going to get out of him. You replaced him with Treshawn Ward, who is a journeyman who should be an upgrade over Pat Garwo. He should absolutely be a, uh, an upgrade there. 
uh, because you know he's done more. He's been healthy. Um, I think he has a higher ceiling than Garwo does, and uh, you know his playmaking ability, from what I've heard, from what I've talked to Mitch, is is bigger than what you got with Garwo. So that's that's an upgrade. And then when you replace you know Cam Barfield and Xavier Coleman with Jordan McDonald, is that an upgrade? Absolutely. Because when you looked at what Boston College did last year and where they struggled is when Kai Robichaux went down. They did not have guys that could run that offense in the running back room. You had guys like, I mean, Cam Barfield did not belong to be out there in those types of games. He's not a big, powerful running back. That's not what he could do. So you get guys like Jordan Jordan McDonald, who's like 6'2", 200 pounds. Then you have some depth again. You you now have four guys. Alex Broom, you, you don't want to lean on Alex Broom to do what you know you wanted from Robichaux either. But now you have two other guys that can do it. So that is an upgrade right there. Tight end, is it an upgrade? Yes. Kamari Morales is going to be an upgrade over George Takis, at least in the in the pass catching sense. A little worried about what he can do uh, in pass pro because Takis there was pretty good. But he's also hurt, you know, much of the time over the last two years. So how, you know, reliable could he be? You're replacing him with a guy who's played a ton of snaps for UNC. You know what you're going to get. Hopefully he can stay healthy. That's an upgrade there. Wide receiver. This is a tough one because you're losing Ryan O'Keefe, who if he, you know, he played five games, but if he stayed healthy, he was really, really good but you lost him, right? You also, you didn't lose anyone else in the transfer portal. Um, and so you're adding two guys to to that. I mean, you, you lost Taji Johnson, but Taji Johnson was more like a wide receiver, tight end hybrid, right? You, you're going to, you're going to get your hopeful replacement in Ryan O'Keefe. For, in Ryan O'Keefe, sorry, with Jaden McGowan. Jaden McGowan had, you know, 40 catches or so last year. The hope is he takes a step up, right? There's that. Then I, I said this before on the podcast, Jalen Bradley from Texas Tech. Some of the national scouts I've talked to at 247 think this kid is is really, really good. He just, he's had a couple years, you know, he, he wasn't gelling with the coaching staff at Texas Tech. So you get a 6'5 wide receiver to go out there and maybe do what Joseph Griffin wasn't able to do last year whether it was heart injuries or whatever was causing him not to play, that is an upgrade. So on paper, there's the upgrade. And no, I'm not going to say every position's an upgrade, and I'll explain to you in a minute the one where I don't think it's an upgrade right now. So you've got good, you know, even to, to a little concern at quarterback, running back, definitely an upgrade, wide receiver upgrade, and I think tight end's an upgrade. Offensive line, I think, is a downgrade because you're losing – Christian Mahogany and Kyle Hergel. And I can't underestimate, I can't undersell how important those two guys are. Now, Kyle Hergel was, was probably one of the more um, under the radar finds. I thought that BC grabbed in the transfer portal last year. This guy was, he was just, he, he was everything you wanted, right? He was a tough dude who solidified a position that was filled with mistakes and young in young issues last year. 
now you're going back to you didn't get anything in the transfer portal, and I, and I know they were af- active in get, going after, after interior linemen, but you're going back to is you know are you going to move Logan Taylor to guard and then move Jude Bowery to tackle and then it, it's much more question it's bigger question marks and when you have both guard positions being question marks, that's that's worrisome. You don't need Thomas Castellanos getting killed next year and losing your running game. Because if you lose your run game because you can't block again, this team is toast. doesn't matter who you brought in at wide receiver and tight end. This team is toast. So I think the offensive line definitely is not as talented as it was last year. Sorry, it's not there. That being said, I still think BC is still active in the portal. I don't think they're going to get a guy in time for spring spring ball, but Ja'Kia Leftwich a guard slash tackle out of Georgia tech um, has been talking to me and saying that he's going to be possibly checking out Boston college. Um, He's played the last two years for Georgia tech. So he's got experience would be a nice plug and play at guard. So you don't have to, you know, if you, you know, have him battle and and see if he can win that job, that would be nice. Um, And, you know, there could be other names that pop up too. I mean, the, the transfer portal is still open right now. And whether you get the guys for spring ball or not, I still think BC needs to get at least one guard. They they need somebody in you know from whatever program. I mean, Kyle Hergel came from what Texas State. Get anyone who has experience and, and is tough and get in there. You you can find one guy out of that roster for the second guard position. But right now, that is a position I still think BC needs to improve on, and I don't think it's as talented as it was last year. In a moment, I'm going to get into the defensive side of the ball look at some of the positions and talk about where BC has improved and where I still think there are spots that the B- the Eagles need to improve. I'll get into all of that in just a moment. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk for just a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my wife is one of or one of my kids is getting sick and then there's supply chain issues that keep them from getting life-saving medications they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit Jace Medical and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use code Locked On to get $20 off your offer. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host AJ Black. I hope you all are having a great week. We're talking BC and the transfer portal and, and the talent they're bringing in. And now, I could also bring in the true freshmen that are coming in, but I've said this over and over again. I'm going to stick with this. 
that I, I look at almost this entire freshman class as developmental guys. Unless there's someone that pops early, they're all coming in over the summer other than uh, two offensive linemen. They're that I don't think they have the guys that are going to come out and play right away. So I, I don't think they're going to have much of an impact on 2024. You know, maybe a guy does surprise us, but right now that's where I would say with that. So looking on the defensive side of the ball, let's go position by position and talk about whether the roster seems to be better than it was last year, better, or maybe around the same. First, let's look at the defensive line. Let's start with the edge rushers. You're bringing back Azaraku. You're bringing back Akpala, Kalengi, Edwin Kalengi, and Gilbert Tongrongu. You lost Sheeta Salah. You feel like you lost Sheeta Salah three times over the last three years because he just, poor guy, just could not stay healthy. Uh, so is he a huge loss? No, he's off to Purdue. Maybe a change of scenery will help him stay healthy. I just feel bad because he's a nice guy and he was talented when he played. He just wasn't, I mean, he would he play like three or four games this year. Just wasn't, he just couldn't stay on the field. You don't lose anyone else on the defensive edge front. Front. You also didn't bring anybody in, which I think is a, a, a miss. You know, they went for that kid from Marshall, Elijah Alston. I know he was down to BC and Miami after he decommitted from Texas A&M. And he went to Miami. Of course he did, right? So BC wasn't able to get any edge rushers there. Um, I'm going to say they're even. They didn't do anything to help themselves there. Now on the defensive line, the defensive tackle position, they're going to lose Chris Banks, who I feel like has been on this team forever. I remember covering his recruitment for like a site I worked for three sites ago. Um, He's gone. And I think that's it. You have George Rooks coming back. You have Cam Horsley. And you have um, Quan Williams and Nigel Tate, no one Stoudemire, but I mean, they haven't really shown much yet. You brought in said McConnell, who I, it feels like a depth piece. You also bring in Caleb Jones from last year. He was a transfer BC got from NCA and T last year, who I think he blew his knee out. I think that was what it was during summer ball and never played. So you lose Banks, who was who had his moments. I'm not going to say that he was, you know, great or bad. Like he just had his moments, and he was a serviceable rotational guy, right? You bring in Seth McConnell, who is going to be a serviceable rotational guy, and Caleb Jones, who I'm not sure what he's going to do. But I know the staff thought he was really good, and they were really excited when he came in. So I'm going to say this is kind of a wash. Banks was an experienced guy uh, who did some, you know, had some big moments. And what you're bringing in is is not huge, right? So that's the defensive line. The linebackers, <laughs> the point that every fan wants to talk about. Why isn't Boston College going for linebackers in the transfer portal? And they didn't. They, they're losing Vinny De Palma. They have Cam Arnold coming back. Uh, Bryce Steele, I, I believe, should be back by next year, the buzz I heard. Um, I saw him on who was it? Bug Jones and Jalen Cheek have like a podcast webcast thing, and they had him on as a guest. And um, sounds like Jeff Hathley A was doing a great job of you know being a real a real human to him about whatever it was going on. He never talked about what it was that happened to him. Um, it's worth listening to if you can find it on uh, YouTube. But if Steele comes back, that's an addition, right? And then I think 
the the progression, hopefully, of Sione Hala and Davion Crouch is what's going to be key because I think next year your your three linebackers, depending on you know, you're going to obviously use different packages, and I know they go to two linebackers a lot, and they could use Hala as that you know safety linebacker hybrid. It's going to be Arnold, um, Crouch, and probably Hala. I mean, um, and Cam Arnold. So Cam Arnold, Hala, and Crouch. Are they better than what you had this year? Uh, it's hard to say. This is a hard to say one, right? You have a lot of question marks here. You have Bryce Steele. Will he come back? Where, how will he look if he comes back? You know, where will they put Cam Arnold? Will he be the Mike linebacker? Will he be weak side linebacker? Um, you know, Crouch is more the mid, you know, the Mike linebackers. Um, he's more in that role. Will he do it? Uh, there's definitely talent there, but if we're just looking on paper, I can't say there are they are more talented. Vinny De Palma, say what you will, um, was solid. I mean, you know, he was he is what he is. He wasn't a super lightning fast linebacker, but he was smart. He um, he was he did play a big role in, in communication on that defense, and losing him is going to be a big loss. You're going to have some have to have somebody else line up and do that. So I'm going to say that's a wash there too. Then the secondary. So you lose Elijah Jones. And I just saw Pro Football Focus put up on uh, Twitter earlier today that he was, he had the, I think it was the sixth highest Pro Football Focus rating for cornerbacks in the, in all, all of college football. That's crazy. That a guy that just a year ago looked like, any other, you know, cornerback in the country, just, you know, kind of mid, he had some moments here and there, became one of the elite running cornerbacks. I mean, when he left, when when Elijah Jones, whatever happened, you know, he's, he was off the team, his absence was very, very noticeable. So you're losing him. You're, you lost CJ Klingscales, who, um, you know, he had his moments too, but, you know, is he is he replaceable? Yeah, he's replaceable. And John Pupil. And John Pupil, um, he had his he, he struggled. Let's just leave it at that. You know, he had some moments where he he had some good plays, but for the most part, you know, you bring in a Dartmouth transfer, he struggled at times. So you bring in Cam Martinez from Ohio State, Ryan Turner from Ohio State, and Bryquise Brown from Georgia State. Bryquise Brown, from what I've heard from many people, is the steal of BC's transfer portal class. Is he going to be as good as Elijah Jones? No. I don't think that's a fair assumption to make. I mean, Elijah Jones, what do you have, like five or six interceptions by the time he left the program, and that was like early November. He's not going to be that good. He'll be good, though. He'll be very good. Um, Will Ryan Turner be an upgrade over CJ Klingscales? Probably. And then you bring in Cam Martinez. Is he going to be an upgrade over Pupil? Yeah. Then you look at KP Price and Max Tucker, who I think are much better and, and are in a much better spot to be regular contributors next year. Will the secondary be better? Absolutely. And honestly, it's hard to say they can't be any worse than they were last year. I mean, they had some real, real struggles there at times. So I think they're an improvement. So when you look at it, everything, on the defensive side of the ball, there's still a lot of question marks in terms of like talent versus last year. Offensively, I think there's on paper a lot more talent. 
So it, it's still kind of a wash. I still think it's a slight more amount of talent and depth. Um, but again, with any Boston College team, you got to see it. We've got to be able to see it next year. We're going to have to wait till September when they probably face off against Florida State in the uh, season opener. Now, in our finale here on today's show, going to go off to basketball, where I kind of want to wax a little bit about two names I think deserve to be retired in BC basketball. Explain to who those two are and why I think they deserve it in just a moment. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's many different ways to bet, like same-game parlays. Like if you're watching the Chiefs game and you want to go over on what Pat- Patrick Mahomes is going to throw and the over on Travis Kelsey's catches, and you know you can find whatever you're you can imagine you can find those parlays there so easy to use they explain it all out they explain payouts best thing about FanDuel payouts are instantaneously I love that so head on over to FanDuel go to slash locked on and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel the official sports partner of the NFL The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black, editor of Eagle Insider. Go check out my work over at Eagle Insider. Um, I think you'll enjoy that. This year, we just got a notification that the men's basketball is going to retire the jersey of BC basketball pioneer John Austin on February 17th during a halftime ceremony um, against Miami. They're going to also retire the jersey of, um, sorry, they're going to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the 93-94 team that ran to the Elite Eight. Uh, so it's going to be a really special moment for BC basketball. Now, John Austin was a trailblazer for BC. He was the first African-American to play for BC and it was incredible, averaging 29.2 points per game um, his sophomore year, eighth nationally. He had like a huge run at Boston College. Um, and obviously, you know, um, very, very deserving of having his jersey retired. Uh, so my thought is there's two other names that I think absolutely deserve to have their jersey retired. And they all, they both were there when I was at school at BC too. Um, and they go back to that, the bygone era of when Bas- BC basketball was tough and um, a lot of fun to watch. And that the two that need to have their jersey retired are Jared Dudley and Craig Smith. Now, Dudley, uh, ACC Player of the Year, his senior year, AP All-American second team. Uh, you know, he I think he's second in, or first or second in, in uh, overall points for BC. Craig Smith is second. You know, he was the heart and soul of some of those really, really good BC teams. He was the face of BC basketball, and it's a shame that he hasn't done it yet. Now, I know he probably has um, commitments and things with the Mavericks and, you know, coaching and all that now. 
But if you want to point to a guy that really put BC on the map and made BC a real threat, it was Dudley. Some of those games that he played, those big shots that he would make and those, like he would just take over games. He has to be up there. And the same thing with Craig Smith. Craig Smith was more of the quiet guy out of the two of them, but he was a rock underneath the net, you know, a big time scorer who opposing offenses had a real trouble figuring out how to stop him and Dudley. And then you throw in like Sean Marshall and Lewis Hinnett, and, uh, Tyrese Rice and some of these other guys. And you could see why BC was so tough back then, but Smith was like, he was so good as, and during some of those games, um, and again, the two of them really were the face of when BC basketball was dominant, when they were able to, you know, be top 10, start the year off 20 and 0, do things that you would never dream of for a Boston College team right now. I mean, and fans wax poetically about them all the time. So get their numbers up on the rafters and do it soon. This is AJ Black. I'll be back again tomorrow, hopefully with some more news. We'll maybe may hopefully get more information on what BC is doing at their defensive coordinator position and talk more about recruiting and anything else that's going on here on Locked On BC. Follow me on Twitter at AJBlack247 and check out my work on Eagle Insider. If you're not done so already, bookmark the page and check out my work. Thank you all so much. We'll be back again tomorrow for our brand new episode of Locked On Boston College, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.